Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, we're back. It's been 84 years. I thought you were going to say 84 weeks. <laughs> or 86, uh, 83, it's, uh, 83 weeks, 83 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, sorry. We had some stuff come up. We weren't able to record for a couple weeks, Yep. Uh, but it happens. We are back and so somebody went canoeing. Somebody did go canoeing and somebody went out and hung out on ship Island. And, uh, Caitlin and I had a lot of fun celebrating our recent marriage. Heck yeah. So, but yeah, we're back. Hey, you, you took some time off, too. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't take any time off. I uh, I took some time uh, out of town, continuing with some work stuff. Yeah. Um, fun. Hooray. That's, <laughs> thankfully, I think, at an end at this point. So Good. I can actually get back to my, my regular. Regularly, regularly scheduled, scheduled programming. Rotation. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a plus. Um, we have been gone for a couple of weeks, a uh, a lot and not a lot at the same time seems to have happened in wrestling. We're not obviously like we do on most of our hey, we've been gone for a little bit uh episodes. We're not going to cover the day to day. Yeah, in this episode. There's a few things we'll probably talk about, but nothing we're not going to go well, match for yeah, match. We're going to mention some stuff that's happened because it's relevant. Um mainly we're going to cover I think double or nothing cuz that has happened since the last time we met and we're going to cover blood money. I mean, uh Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as well. There was also an NXT pay-per-view in there, but since uh, neither of us really know anything about NXT at this point, other than uh, Baron Corbin and Mustafa Ali are apparently on NXT now, I I couldn't tell you anything else about what's going on. Well, hopefully Corbin can succeed on NXT uh, as he has not been able to find his footing on the main roster. So, Um, Well, hadn't asked this in a while. What are we drinking? This week we are drinking the uh, Woodford Reserved Double Oaked Barrel Finish Select. That's a lot of words. It is. Uh, it's Woodford Reserved Double Oaked, but I just saw the Barrel Finish Select on top of the name, so I assume that that's important. It is a uh, 45.2% alcohol by volume, making it 90.4 proof. This is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey that was then finished uh, in a second oak barrel. So basically, they stuck it in one for a little while and then put it in another one for a little while longer. Smells really sweet. Um, We've had the regular Woodford Reserve on here before, Mm -hmm. and it's a very nice bourbon. Um, So I'm excited to see what this one does. See what it does, man. You're right. It is sweet. Cheers. It's definitely sweet. It's sweet. I'm getting a, a touch of smoke. Yeah. Just a, a, a small touch of it. Some yeah. the lots of vanilla. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely where that sweet's coming from. Um Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan. That's good. It feels like this is something you could sip on. Mm-hmm. But I really think this is gonna elevate something like an old fashioned or Oh yeah, yeah. You know like that one, 
that one needs to be cold. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of whiskeys that, you know, just pour it out of the bottle and let's go. Which is what we do. We we don't we don't yeah. put it on. You know, when we first started doing this, we used to have the uh, some whiskey stones, whiskey stones, which ice. they're still in my freezer. Uh, but we we don't bring those anymore. We just kind of we want to give you a taste of what this whiskey tastes like, yeah. unadulterated. Yeah, I think I think that one definitely would benefit from being cold. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not maybe not over ice or anything like that. But you know, just, just chill, chill the whiskey. Or uh, chill the glass. Chill the glass. Uh, use some whiskey stones, something like that. That would uh, it would cool it down. Yeah. Overall, I like that though. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. It's gonna go into the go into the the whiskey uh, closet, <laughs> my liquor cabinet, and it'll probably go towards the top. Yeah. Yeah. That's but a good one. Uh, thank you, Caitlin. For uh, for picking that up for me, hey. I, I had to, she made me promise I was going to shout her out. So Absolutely, I, I thank to. you, Caitlin, for being a, a sponsor <laughs> of the show. I'd like to thank my wife for sponsoring my. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So should we dive in and talk about professional wrestling? Yeah. Um. I guess we can talk about Crown or Night of Champions first. Yeah, we'll start with Night of Champions. People want to call it Crown Jewel because it was a Saudi show. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's Night of Champions. Uh, one big thing that I I kind of want to mention on it really is uh, Sami Zayn was there. Yep. Which is you know he hasn't been to any of the the Saudi shows, but Saudi Arabia and Syria are kind of at a uh, 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 peace. Yeah, uh, temporary truce, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, not open hostilities, as it were. Yeah. Um, so Sammy went, and Sammy got a hell of an ovation. It was a ridiculous pop. He cut a promo in. Uh, I don't know whether he's speaking Arabic or Farsi or or whatever. I, that's not a. I'm not trying to be racist there. You know, it, white we just guy. don't know. I just don't know what language it was. Um. But like he he's he's running the in fact he didn't cut a promo he introduced him and Kevin Owens before their match yeah um and that arena erupted so oh that was kind of neat yeah and so he and um, Owens were facing Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa mm-hmm. which Owens and Zayn get the win. After shenanigans. Or a lot of shenanigans. But Jimmy and Jay ended up coming out, and Roman is berating Jay. Well, Jay and Jimmy come out. They're going to super kick Kevin, I Mm. think, because Solo's holding Kevin. Kevin ducks out of the way, and they double super kick Solo. The ref's already down. Roman spears the ref. Mm. Um... Then Roman gets in the ring, and he's like, you know, yelling at them, what are you doing, berating them. He's berating Jay, mostly. He's, he's berating Jay, and Jimmy comes up and super kicks Roman. Yep. And then, while Roman's down on his knees, Jimmy's talking to Jay, saying, you were right, you were right the whole time, you're my blood, you're my brother, and then he super kicks super Roman again. again. And that led to... Sammy and Kevin getting the win there. Yep. Uh, because Roman rolls out. Solo's in the ring. Solo takes a stunner, stumbles mm-hmm. into the corner, gets eats a haluba kick. 
Sammy does the pin. There you go. CBS calls uh, Sammy Zayn's reaction or, or his reception a warm reception. That's putting it very lightly. That is underselling what that was. <laughs> uh, we end up. We also have Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lesnar defeats Rhodes. Like you, you had Cody, who was the hottest thing in professional wrestling, coming into WrestleMania, and they have just decided to throw him in a deep cryo cryo freezer, yeah, and pour ice on him because he he goes out there. So the week before Brock breaks Cody's arm, or the the week before that, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks before, quote unquote breaks it. Uh. Cody lives up to the kayfabe, like he's wearing the sling everywhere. Uh, then here, Brock puts him in the the Kimura, mm-hmm. and Cody gets the rope to break it, and then Brock puts it back on him, and Cody passes out. So I yeah. think their their attempt there was a oh look at Cody Rhodes, he has a broken arm, and you continue to fight through all the pain, uh, trying to maybe do something like they did with Seth last year? Well, okay, so I'm using CBS Sports as my notes for winners and losses and that kind of, because as we've mentioned, we don't watch Blood Money. Yeah. But um, we do follow the results. And the writer, and I'll get his name or her name here for you in just a second, but she writes, as an MMA consumer, the execution made no sense. Lesnar easily broke Rhodes' arm on Raw, but was unable to flick to inflict the same amount of damage, despite having a more dominant position for a longer period of time. Yeah, it it, it doesn't make sense, and um, I'm going to mispronounce this guy's name, Shaquille Majori. Okay, <laughs> uh, I, I apologize if if I mispronounced that. I'm sure I did, uh, but yeah, it just it doesn't make sense that. Like, I'm trying to figure out what they're doing here. I don't think that they know. I think, and here's the thing. Vince is back. Mm -hmm. Vince is back, but Triple H is still in control. And you guys can't see the air quotes that I'm putting. There was a report that I saw over the week that Vince is back. He's making changes from a distance because he's no longer coming to every show. Yeah. And I think, and would bet money that Vince is just like, okay, whatever. And they built Cody up. But Vince doesn't see Cody as champion. And so he's just Um, killing him. You know, I saw, I saw a really good analysis on this and cause somebody made the comment about, well, you know, if Cody would have won at mania, uh, then, you know, this bloodline thing, you know, that we got, because we, we basically are getting the dissolution of the bloodline, uh, you know, that wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have meant something, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and the best response I got back was, so at what point did anybody reference the belt during any of that, that breakup, during any of that feud, during any of that? The yeah. belt was never referenced. So the belt's not necessary no, in, the, not. in the telling the story of the bloodline falling apart. Uh, now, one thing about uh, about Blood Money that I thought was absolutely asinine, the opening match of the pay-per-view, 
is AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins for the new WWE heavyweight title. Say that belt is a secondary belt without saying it. Yeah. The right now the Intercontinental Championship belt has more value mm-hmm. than their new one of their new top titles. Yeah. Pure and simple. Yeah. It, it, like you want to split the belts, you have Roman drop it to somebody, or you have Roman come out and say, "Well, I don't it, need this anymore, so here you go." You just had a draft. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it on the show before. Cody wins, gets both belts, says, "I care nothing about the universal title." Send that back to SmackDown. I'm a Raw superstar. I only wanted the belt my dad didn't win. That's one option. Option number two, during the draft. Whichever brand Roman gets drafted to, he will keep that belt and the other one will go back to its original brand. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. We can't do that. We don't do that. Instead, Monday on Raw, Roman celebrates his 1,000th day. That was on SmackDown. On SmackDown. Um, And they... Showed off a new belt. It is the WWE Undisputed Universal title, which you have two belts, mm-hmm. so it's not undisputed. So let's put that out there first. But it is a black and gold version of the current, or the, the now former, WWE and uh, Universal titles. Uh, the so strap it's, is it's black. black. It's black and gold. Yeah. But it's still the big W. It's the big W design, but it's a black strap with everything on the, the red and blue belts that was diamonds are, mm. you know, diamonds or gold is all gold now. Yeah. Anything that was a color is black. And I'm sure that it looks great. It I haven't actually okay. seen the video. I haven't seen, but it looks okay. It ain't great. Yeah. Because first that because that design isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, but they created this belt and gave it to Roman. So now Roman only has the one belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically merged in the, the Universal title and the WWE title. Yeah. Sounds about right. Speaking of titles and, and respect or, or no respect that are given to people. We have the SmackDown Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley God. versus Natalia. Minute and nine seconds, I think, is what I read. Somewhere. Yeah, something like that. Obscenely short. Dominic distracts Natalia. Natalia gets thrown into steps, throw it in the ring, rip tied, one, two, three. Yep. Uh, like, this match. Why even no put purpose. this match on the show? And, and There was no purpose to this match other than to have another women's match. Yeah. You. It's not even a women's match. It's yeah. a segment. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, we have Beyonce. I guess, I guess they also thought about it maybe as a cool-down match. Because I will say this. The AJ Styles-Seth match was, it was fire. Well, yeah. We, you, you tell those two guys, right. hey, Seth, AJ, I'm going to send you out there to start the, the show. show. Yeah. For this brand new title. Yeah. That carries all the history. Except maybe it doesn't. I like, thought it did. There, like, there's been room. There, it was said that it did, but somebody posted a screenshot the other day 
of the WWE page, mm-hmm. and it shows one holder, Seth Rollins, 2023 to current. Longest reign, six days. Shortest reign, six days, because it was, like, right after he won it. Yeah. Um, so maybe it doesn't carry the history, which makes it even worse if it doesn't. Like, you can say it's going to have the history of the big gold belt, and I'll at least go, uh, okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. But now you're not even giving it the history of that, so. But you're going to tell AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, not only are they starting the show, they're starting the show for a championship. Mm-hmm. But we knew Seth was going to win because this is a raw belt. Yeah. God help anyone who has to go on after them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why they put <laughs> Natalia and Rhea there probably. Uh, we have Bianca Belair and Asuka. Asuka wins. Asuka dethrones Bianca. I think it was 418 days, something like that. Something like that. Um, Less than a thousand. It is the longest women's championship reign in modern wrestling in the WWE. Yeah. Uh, is what was said. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the I like way how there's Asuka 37 different ways to determine if it's the longest reign. Right. The <laughs> this way is I, the longest reign of in women's wrestling from 2020. Right. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the way Asuka won was kind of cool too. So she tried to use the mist and missed. Um, match goes on for a few more minutes. Asuka gets you know thrown into the ropes, and she blows the mist onto her hand. And then Bianca picks her up for the KOD, and Asuka reaches around and wipes her hand across uh, Bianca's face. And then Bianca drops her. Asuka then kicks her in the back of the head and pins her. Yeah. Uh, Which I thought was a a kind... I I, I don't like the fact that Asuka didn't do any kind of, like, quote-unquote finishing move, but I do like the fact that Asuka... Okay, the mist missed, Mm. so... She Let adapted. Me, I'll adapt it, blow it on my hand, you know, and then rub it on her face. So it just goes to show that Japanese people are poisonous. Mm-hmm. No, are venomous. They're not poisonous. Yeah. Poisonous would be that poisonous. If, if poisonous Bianca is bit, if you, yeah. If Bianca bit Asuka and got hurt and pinned, then Asuka would be poisonous. So I would argue, I would argue that there is no evidence to uh, support one possible. way or the other that, that, that Japanese people are uh, are not poisonous. Uh, semantics and racism yay (laughs) alright Intercontinental Championship Gunther versus Mustafa Ali this happened it's another one of those almost as bad as uh, Rhea Natalia it lasted longer but there was absolutely zero chance well, that Mustafa Ali was going to win. Well, it, you know, it, it was marched out there. The only reason Mustafa Ali was getting a Intercontinental Championship mm-hmm. shot is because he is of Middle Eastern descent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and I don't, I, I don't know Kinder off the Mahal. top of my head what his. Uh, you know yeah. where he, where his ancestor, what his ancestry is, because he's but, from Detroit, I think, Chicago, I think, Chicago, Chicago, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I, I don't know, but I don't know what his ancestry he, is. He is of right. Middle Eastern descent. 
we're in Saudi Arabia, so we're going to parade him out. He's Jinder Mahal. Yeah. That, that's what happened. He got Jinder Mahal. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there, there was no way Gunther was losing that belt. No, not, uh, he's not gonna, to Mustafa Gunther, Ali. Gunther is going to keep that belt to break the record because yeah. the record for the IC title is, isn't is something like 4,000 and something days like the uh, – uh, 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 WWE title is Mm-mm. four thousand, four thousand days. It, it's it's a lot of days. It's yeah. eight years, is what it is. So, whatever, yeah, twenty seven hundred days or something like that. Whatever, may it as is. well be a million because that record will never be broken. And that's what San Martino, I think. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling has changed so much since the sixties and seventies. Like, I can see nobody's Roman, ever going to touch it. Roman's going to end up being number four. Because Hogan's only like a thousand and eleven hundred days, something like that. So yeah, if Roman holds a belt for another three months or so, if he holds it, if Roman holds it through Mania of next year, uh, he'll be number three, I believe, behind San Martino at eight years, and I, th- I think number two is like Pedro Morales. Is it like five years? Somewhere in there. Yeah. So we're going to be number three. Because there's a big gap between number two and number three right now. Yeah. Uh, well, we end up with Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. We're going to move on to... Yeah, Trish wins. One. Trish wins after uh, Zoe, Zoe Stark. Stark. Becky is in a uh, Kill Bill-style mm-hmm. jumpsuit. Yep. Uh, Trish is in a black and pink jumpsuit. It's a callback to... Uh, it was a callback to her match with Lita. Yeah, on Raw like twenty years ago, literally twenty years. Well, nineteen years ago because it was in two thousand and four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but yeah, um, Trish gets the win after Zoe Stark comes out and helps, which is mm-hmm. fine with me. Uh, yeah, that's fine. It introduces Zoe Stark as a heel. It. It's going to push forward that. Trish is there to help get over some of the younger talent. At least that's what I feel she is so far. Right. Because she's featuring several younger talent. So hopefully that continues. I'm fine with Trish back in in WWE. Yeah. She's crushing it. And then the final match we've already discussed, which is the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Again, you're going to throw this match on at the beginning of the show. God help anyone who has to follow this match because those two guys are going to be like, no. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's let's go ahead and finish extrapolating out the bloodline stuff. Okay. I guess, right? Yeah. So, Roman and Solo lose. Mm -hmm. We get to SmackDown. Mm Mm-hmm. Day before yesterday. Roman is celebrating his 1,000th day. Or it's like 1,014, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, over 1,000. Um, as champion. They're out SmackDown. Uh, Roman is telling, you know, Heyman, he tells Triple H, he, he doesn't want the Usos there. They they should be banned. Triple or I think it's Triple H tells him. No, uh, Triple H. Or Paul says he talked to Triple H. Paul says their flights were canceled, their bookings were canceled, they will not be here. 
which means, of course, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so Triple H gets in the ring. He talks about he talks up Roman after when he re- revealed the heavyweight title. He shit all over Roman. Um, well, now gotta he's love talking, Vince. Gotta love Vince's right. booking. So now he's come on, this is one hundred percent Vince booking. Because like the because uh, when he revealed the heavyweight title, it was like you know. The fans deserve a title that will be defended weekly, not by, held by some part-timer who doesn't care anymore, yada, 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 all this stuff. And then he's like, well, Roman's one of the most dominant champions. You know, this is where he talks about the fact that he's he's close to catching number four and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then Roman comes out. They reveal the belt. Cool. Then the Usos music hits. All right, they come out. Jimmy and Jay kind of have a standoff with Roman. Well, Jimmy has a standoff with Roman. Jay's pacing in the background. Uh, Roman looks at Jay, like through Jimmy at Jay, and says, super kick him in the face. Jimmy doesn't, or Jay doesn't do anything. I said, kick him in the face. He kicked me in the face. Kick him in the face. Um, and he says this like four or five times, and then he finally says, I'm not saying it again. And Jimmy grabs the microphone and pulls a microphone out and says, he's not going to do it. We're brothers. You know, I respect you. I respect you, but it's always been like that. We're blood. Um, then he looks at solo and tells solo where you going? Solo, Roman hands Solo the mic, and Solo looks at Roman and looks at Jimmy, looks back at Roman and says, uh, I respect you, my tribal chief, but they're my brothers. And he walks over to Jimmy's side, which infuriates Roman. Jimmy pie faces Roman, and Jay gets between them and starts shouting about, what are we doing? We were the dominant... uh, we are the dominant force. We all, we family. You know, Roman. Jimmy says, Roman, even though you're not my brother, you're my blood. Can't we just get to back on, on track of ruling SmackDown? And then Jimmy and Roman hug. Roman takes the microphone and just says, no. And when Jimmy backs up, Solo spikes him. And then Roman and Solo roll out of the ring and leave. So, there you go. Now, around all this, Rikishi has been tweeting. Uh, one, the uh, his youngest son, or one of one of his younger sons. I think he's got like thirty. But uh, the next one in line just signed with Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan. Um, but Rikishi's been tw- tweeting about the bloodline, you know, blood. And, and all this kind of stuff. And the fact that, but without saying Roman's name, the fact that Roman has lost uh, respect, he's not going to be the head of the table much longer, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they're actually doing something with the bloodline. It'd be interesting to see Rikishi, like, come in as a behind-the-scenes Trying to pull some pull some strings because he's tired of of Alpha and Sika getting all of the fame, right? You know, Rikishi comes in and stink faces Alpha and Sika, uh, and then says, "I'm the elder now." 
So, uh, yeah, it's it's been something else. Um, it looks like we're we're spinning away from Sammy and Kevin. Like, I'm glad. It feels yeah. like that's over with now. Uh, and I say that because on Raw, uh, Sammy and Kevin came out. They cut a quick promo about the fact they beat them. They're basically done. And Imperium interrupts them. Uh, which, which should be a fun feud. Should be. Which which leads me to yet another point of Kevin Owens being the best professional wrestler in wrestling, even if he's not the most technical. Because mm-hmm. Kevin Owens is the only wrestler that watches wrestling. Yeah. Because them and the Imperium are doing something. Imperium says something about Alpha Academy. And Kevin Owens explodes. You can't mention them. Their music hasn't hit yet. It's not time. We're not playing this trope. You know. And then Alpha Academy starts walking out. And he's like, no, no, no. No. No, no, I'm sorry. Alpha Academy walks out and he yells at them. No, 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 no. You can't come out yet. They haven't mentioned your name. And then Imperium says, some, says, yeah, they've got a match against Alpha Academy. And Kevin Owens like, it doesn't work that way. You can't say it after. <laughs> and Sammy's like, dude, calm down. It's okay. They got a match. Yeah. So just, just being Kevin Owens being the only person that watches wrestling. And understands how it works. Just, it, it never fails to pop me. Um. So, yeah, it looks like they're getting away from the, the bloodline. Bloodline seems to be now focusing on the whole, the dissolution of it. Yeah. Which, about time. Yeah, it needs it. It should be a good story. Solo st- sticking with Roman for a little while, mm-hmm. but the, the constant, you know, in his ear of, dude, we're literally brothers well, from the Usos to I don't him. think we're going to see that. What I think we're going to see is, I think we're going to see Roman... Being paranoid of him, I'm okay and with that too. Constantly testing him as a, I don't trust you because you're their brother. And Solo at the beginning, trying to prove, nah, you know, I told you, I, you know, respect you, I acknowledge you, and it eventually getting to the point where Solo's like, man, f this. You used Tired to be. Of it. You used to be the head of the table. Right. Look how far you've fallen. You know. Yeah. Um. Speaking of the head of the table and how far he's going to fall. Um, so, according to WWE, Bruno San Martino held the title for 2,803 days. Yeah, he ain't getting that. Uh, Bob Backlund held it for 2,135 days. Yes, he was number two, okay. Uh, Hulk, Hogan, Hulk Hogan at number three with 1,474. I could see Roman getting there. Yeah. Uh, and Pedro Morales uh, was number five. Was number five. At um, 1,027 days. Okay, so Roman's so, going to break that one like yeah. in a couple of weeks. Um, I could see him getting to Hogan. I could see them dragging this out for another year. Yeah, and then once you get past Pedro Morales, you look at CM Punk at 434 days. Yeah, so like it's a hard you drop. Know, you can tell just by those names, you know what era, mm-hmm. what eras we were in, you know. Right. Hogan was top of wrestling for 10 years in the 80s and then into the 90s. But So that was pretty much it for for Night of Champions. Uh, That was on Saturday night. That was last weekend. 
Last um, weekend, yeah. Last weekend was a big wrestling night because that was on Saturday night. On set, well, on Saturday night, it was Saturday at like noon because Saudi Arabian time. Um, then Sunday was double or nothing, which we can do the quick rundown there. Yeah, let's go through double or nothing on the kickoff show. You had Matt and Jeff Hardy with Hook versus Ethan Page and the Guns with the stipulation that if the Hardys and Hook won, they got control of Ethan Page's contract, which that's a thing that's been building on Dark or was building on Dark until Dark got canceled. Um, you end up with the Hardys winning. Jeff Hardy, retire. Dear God. It so, was. at one point, Jeff slips. Yeah. Uh, according to Matt, that was a spot. It was not an error. Okay. I don't believe that <laughs> in, the, in the first statement. I And then, right, right, right. Because, <laughs> well, like when we were sitting here watching it, when he slipped, all of us went, ooh, well, well, maybe it's a spot. Maybe it's a spot. I don't believe it. The way that the match picked up from there... Felt yeah. like they were scrambling to cover for something happening. Um, Jeff, I don't know if it was. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to chalk it up to ring rust because he hasn't wrestled now in several months. Almost a year. Almost a year. So I'm going to chalk it up to ring rust. And, and the fact that between that and the legal issues that he's been going through, he hasn't been able to really train. He hasn't really been able to do what he needs to do. I'm going to be optimistic, which is something I don't usually do, mm. and hope that that's what this was and that it is not a precursor to Jeff Hardy versus Sting at Victory Road. Which we could get Jeff Hardy versus Sting in, yeah, we uh, could in see AEW. That. We could see that. I, and we're not I don't going wanna, to, and I have no desire to. Um. So the kickoff show ends with all, everybody getting in the ring for the 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the international title, which Orange Cassidy has. Orange Cassidy wins that, so he retains the title, and he wins it in the best possible way that I have ever seen a Battle Royal end. <laughs> it's down to him and Swerve. They are both on the apron after going over the top rope. They're punching each other a few times. Swerve is hanging on by one hand on the rope and leaning away. Orange Cassidy takes his fist like he's fixing to do the orange punch and then just walks over there and kicks Swerve hand off the top of the lift, off the top of the rope, and Swerve falls. Yeah. Like, I, Swerve is holding onto the rope essentially unconscious. Yeah. You know, like out of it. And the little kick just, just walks over. <laughs> boop. It was amazing. I loved it. It maintained Orange Cassidy's carefree yes. character, but also, you know. Like, Orange Cassidy can go. That dude is amazing. And the nope. fact that he can do that while maintaining that comedy aspect as well is mind-boggling to me. If you want to see how good Orange Cassidy is, go watch some of the, is it uh, Shakara? or oh, Chikara. Chikara. Where he was Fire Ant. Where he was Fire Ant. And he's not playing the Orange Cassidy character. He's playing, yeah. a, a you know, a wrestler. 
the man can go. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't picked up on that by now, the fact that he's got this this lazy character mm-hmm. is he, just that. It's a gimmick. He is absolutely a star of the future. Absolutely. I, I mean, I don't even think near of the future. future. Near he, future. He's yeah. a star already, but I mean, like, he could be a top guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, FDR. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Orange Cassidy is one of the greatest wrestlers just from a, a wrestling yep. standpoint out there right now. Yep. After after this, they did the unsanctioned match. I, I don't know why. Usually that is an end-of-the-night match, but hey, whatever. Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. Um Adam Cole wins due to referee stoppage. Mm-hmm. He beats the ever-loving piss out of Chris Jericho. And yep. the referee finally just calls the bell. Um, which you would hope would be the blow-off. But it's not. This now, is going to continue to go on. Now, now, let's have a discussion that you and I and everybody that we hang out with up here has had since this match went on. Mm-hmm. This was an unsanctioned match. Yep. That took place in the middle of the show. Yep. With an AEW referee. How exactly is this unsanctioned? Wrestling. <laughs> like, the, the thing is, so, one, let this doesn't need to be done on the show, but two, there's nowhere else to put it. You can't make this the main event because there's already two main events, uh, which is not true because there can only ever be one, but they're calling them two co-main, co-main events. events. Well, um, WWE has been doing WWE's that for years. Been doing that AEW's for years too. been doing it since they started. It's stupid, but it is what it is. So you can't put this on last because then it would be a main event as well. So you just don't do it on this show. This should have been a lights out match on dynamite. a dynamite. Yeah. Or even push it a couple weeks mm-hmm. and have this be the blow off. Or have this be the main event at you, Collision, your first Collision. You could have had a match here between Cole and Jericho with, you know. Or, with, with, better yet, sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but you get the same thing that we got. But instead of calling it unsanctioned, mm-hmm. call it hardcore. Call it a hardcore match, a no DQ <laughs> match, or whatever you want to call it there. Um you have, or, or you just have an actual match. <laughs> and you can still end up with the same ending with referee stoppage. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think either of them bled. So, what was the point? I think maybe. I want to like, say I Jericho re- may have. Maybe, but I don't remember it. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the overtop bleeding that we've gotten so used to in AEW. So, I don't know. The, the the only thing is, is it was referee stoppage, and mm-hmm. Britt came out and just wailed on Chris. Yeah, with a kendo, a kendo stick. stick. Like those are the yeah. those are the high points of a match involving Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. Right, Bebe. Uh <laughs> We moved on from that to FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, with Mark Briscoe as the referee. FTR wins. Uh, 
is what it is. Uh, Aubrey got hit in the head with one of Jarrett's guitars by Karen Jarrett mm-hmm. because the ref took a bump. The the ref? Yeah, Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe took a – I think it was a guitar to the head. He took a guitar to the head. Um, Aubrey – and that Aubrey's, was after – Yeah. That was after he kicked out um, – Sanjay. Yeah, he threw out Sanjay and, and uh, Karen or just Sanjay? Sanjay and uh Satnam Singh. Yeah. Well, they're on their way out. Jarrett hits Briscoe yep. with the guitar. By, it was an accident. He was going to hit uh one of the FTR guys and hits uh, yeah. Mark instead. Then Sanjay doesn't allow Aubrey Aubrey to come in. To come in, which Aubrey should have just Signaled me. well, signaled over to the, uh, you know, ring stuff. Yeah, it's over. Mm-hmm. Disqual. He's been evicted. I'm yep. here to enforce. Yep, it's over. But whatever, we get what we get. Mm-hmm. The match continues. Jeff gets a near fall over. I don't remember who on FTR. Jarrett starts berating Briscoe. Yeah, all you have to do is count. Blah blah blah. Briscoe's like, Nah, dude. Yeah, and it'll work this way. <laughs> Lays him out. Um, we then had Wardlow versus Christian Cage in the ladder match. Um, Wardlow jumped off the top of a 16-foot ladder and did a swanton onto Luchasaurus on a table. No. Well, he did a swanton right. onto a table. It was Luchasaurus. set up adjacent to Luchasaurus <laughs> who was on a table. Yeah, because he completely missed. Which is uh, fine. I'm okay with that. But uh, that was a thing that happened. Uh, Tony Storm beats Jamie Hayter for the, the AEW Women's Championship mm-hmm. belt. Hayter is legit hurt. She was, they, she was attacked before the match by the outcasts. Gets thrown into the ring. You know, that's one of those, again, wrestling logic. The referee should have just been like, nah, I'm throwing this match out. It doesn't exist. Um, you know, she didn't lose by pinfall or submission. Therefore, she keeps the belt. Mm-hmm. There is no loser. This is a no contest. Um, but they start the match, and it's a very quick affair. Three minutes. Which, and like, Hater took some beating. So she did. She She's injured, but whatever it is, she could still... She's injured, but she needs time off to basically yeah. rehab is what it is. Um, so they took the belt off her, which is fine. I much prefer the champion losing the belt as opposed to having to come up and be like, hey, guys, I'm hurt. I got to give up the belt, but I'm going to come back and get it one day. No, you're not. Um, or, well, we're going to leave her as the champion, but we're going to – Declare an interim champion, you know. Well, I think that went over like a lead balloon when he did it last year. It Uh, did not do well in either of the interim things that he did it with. It didn't work well with the CM Punk Moxley angle, and it did not work well with the Thunder Rosa Tony Storm angle either. The the CM Punk Moxley angle would have been fine if CM Punk hadn't returned, unified the the interim, and and lost. Unified... The the them, and got hurt again, and immediately started a fight in the back. Yeah, <laughs> true. To get both injured, yeah, in the match, mm-hmm. shit all over half of the AEW roster. Yep, get into a fight in the back. 
So yeah, we move on from that to uh, house rule, an open rules house match. Uh, house of Black versus the acclaimed with Billy Gunn. The acclaimed did not call a, an open rule. In fact, they specifically said they don't need one. They don't need one. So they go down there and they have their match. Uh, Caster's rap was extended. He got a couple of extra bars. And one of the lines that I loved was he calls out, uh, he says, buddy up here looking all ominous, all the time getting cucked by a kid named Dominic. And he just said Dom. No, I he think. said Dominic because he rhymed it with ominous, which doesn't okay. rhyme, but it worked in the flow. Um, which, like the whole crowd goes, ooh. Everybody reacted to that one. Rhea Ripley tweeted after this, because Rhea and Buddy Matthews are a couple. Rhea tweets after this, uh, hey, look, Dom, tagged him, we're over in two companies. <laughs> which I honestly would love to have known Rhea's, because you know Rhea was uh, watching it wherever sure. she was. I would have loved to have known Rhea's reaction. Her, her immediate response to that would have yes. been great. Uh, of course, House Black wins. Good. They need to keep these belts for a while. Uh, this does lead to, on Dynamite, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn cutting a promo where they, you know, it almost looked like they were fixing a turn on Billy Gunn because Gunn's the one that takes, pin, takes the pin. Um, but it, they don't. Yeah. You know, they've got gold in their future. Uh, and this man's going to get some more gold before he's done, that kind of thing. Which... He's what fifty eight now? Yeah, he's pushing sixty. So you know he's he's pushing it. He's his time as a performer, especially at the level he's performing at right now, it's, it's limited. Yeah. It is, and I'm sorry, I don't necessarily want to see Billy Gunn go away. Yeah, but it's but coming to a there, close. There's a point in our lives it's called where age. <laughs> yes, age takes us over and you can only yep. fight it for so long especially doing something as physical oh, yeah. as what professional wrestling is after this we get jade cargill versus taya valkyrie the assumption at least on most minds was okay this is where taya wins she defeats jade she gets the belt, tbs title hooray uh jade wins mm-hmm. goes to 60 and 0 in the ring after beating taya Mark Sterling grabs the microphone and says, you know, that's it. It's over. Jade has beat everybody on the roster. There's no one left. You know what? Anybody who thinks that they could stand a chance is welcome to come out here right now and try to beat Jade. So, Chris Statlander comes back from her injury. She's Mm -hmm. been good for a little while now, but... Finishing up the rehabbing and all that kind of stuff. Finishing up the rehabbing and just waiting for the right time to bring her back in. She comes out, beats Jade in 48 seconds. Mm. So your new TBS title holder, the second one ever, Chris Statlander. Um, Which, two things that that have been pointed out. One, I don't know if I buy it, but it is a look. In one weekend... Your two longest reigning black women's champions lost. I hadn't even put that together yet. Jay lost and Bianca lost. And while I don't think I don't think there's anything into that, it is certainly a look. I, I don't think there's anything no, there's into not. it at all. And two, who did Taya Valkyrie piss off? That's what I want to know. Because right? 
the the first match between her and Jade, she was not allowed to use her finisher because it's the same finisher as the Jaded finisher. Uh, if you're an old WWE fan, Beth Phoenix the, used it, Beth and Phoenix it was called the, the Implant Buster. The Implant Buster. The Glam. No, that's not. No, the no. Implant. She had the Glam Slam. Yeah. Somebody had slam. it as the Implant Buster. Well, the Implant Buster, I think, is what it was called when Taya was using it in Impact, maybe. Or no, 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 no. no it was implant WWE. Buster. Yeah. Okay. WWE had it as Implant Buster because that's where I first saw it. And yeah, that's right. Uh, but it's the same move. It's the the lift them up under the arms, drop them on face, right? Uh, so Taya wasn't allowed to use it. So she goes to if she used it, she was going to get disqualified. She goes to use it, puts it down, and Jade immediately counters and uses it and wins. Then we get wonder, this match. Just as a, a quick aside on the implant buster thing, I wonder if Beth had it as the implant buster and they changed the name and they changed of it the, because the, of the implications there. Yeah, probably. I could be that wrong. Be, I could be wrong, but sense. that sounds about right. That would make sense. Um. So. Immediately, Taya, lo- Taya loses this match, which I mean, it was a it was nine minutes long, so it was a decent length match. Taya loses, and here comes Chris. Boom, forty eight seconds beats Jade. I know Jade just had a nine minute match, but to lose in forty eight seconds, yeah, it's certainly a call, I guess, but. I'm and never the, the a thing fan is, of this kind of stuff. The thing is, is Jade's taking time off. Yeah. And so she's not even going to come out and play on the, mm-hmm. I had just, you know, like she's a heel. So this is, yeah. fits right in. I had just found had a match. Mm-hmm. Our match shouldn't have taken place. Yeah. Completely ignore the fact that she called her out. Yeah. Our match shouldn't have taken place. I wasn't ready. I wasn't. Right. All of that stuff that your heels do. We're see that. So we're not going to get that. Now, I think that Jade is going to be better as a face. I do, too. She certainly fits the face dynamic better. Her personality personality works for a face. Everything that she's done with the baddies and with... It just hasn't. It it, it doesn't feel real. Right. And that's the thing. With your heels, they either have to be over-the-top comedic heels, or they have to believe what they're saying, and she doesn't. She's been on TV. She's been on pay-per-views before holding her daughter her daughter came down to the ring with her on one of the matches this time she came down wearing the aka colors uh, which is pink and turquoise or teal whatever color they want to call it um which is the number one historic black sorority which she is a member which of is, she is a member of so she comes down wearing those colors with a dance troupe that's wearing those colors you know that's face stuff yeah. That is what faces do. All of this was face stuff. They were playing us. Uh, all the pretty girls walk like this. They had, yeah. they had the the performer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is all face stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, from that, we moved on to what should have been the main event, which was the four way match, the pillars match, MJF versus Sammy Darby and Jungle Boy. Didn't we have, and maybe I missed it, didn't we have the Lucha Brothers at one point? No. Because I thought they came out with their kids. Mm-mm. They weren't on the show. Okay. Um, Was that on Dynamite that they brought their, mm-hmm. their kids out? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Because they were not on the show. Um, 
MJF retains. They were in the they were in the battle royal. Yeah. Yeah. And I were. think that's when they Maybe that's when it, Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they came down on the pre show with their kids. Yeah, they had their kids. Yeah, I, I it assume was. it's their kids. That's what it was. They had uh, they had little Lucha were, brothers. Yes, there was little Lucha brothers coming out. And I assume um, it's their children. So MJF retains. This was a banger of a match. Thirty minutes long almost, twenty seven, twenty eight minutes. There was a spot, like my favorite spot, was all four of them hit the finishers of their their mentors. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Darby hit a scorpion death drop, who then walked into an unprettier, who then walked into a. Uh, Codebreaker, who then walked into a crossroads. So I thought that was really neat. And I think Darby also put in a Scorpion Death Lock, too, at one point. I think he did hit, the, yeah, he hit the Scorpion Death Lock at one point because he had it in, and I think Darby had the snare trap on. Jungle Boy had snare Jungle trap. Jungle Boy, yeah, had the snare trap on. Um, There were several moments in here. If MJF re- remains a champion or remains a heel, I need him to continue this this gimmick of yelling during the match. Because there were two spots specifically that stand out. One of them, they were that Darby, Sammy, and Jungle Boy were setting up for like a, a tower suplex. And MJF comes stumbling into the ring from the other side. And as they're going, he walks into it. But while they're doing, he's yelling, wait, 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 wait. And then just gets cl- clobbered by it. Yeah. Uh, there's another spot where Sammy goes to kick MJF and he catches it and calls him an effing idiot. And he's holding his leg when Jungle Boy then super kicks MJF. Uh, the finish saw... Hang on, before you get into the finish. At one point, before the match started, as, uh, as Sammy was coming out, he came out with Tay. And the cue cards the cue cards and they announced that they're pregnant. Yeah. So congratulations to them. Congratulations. Uh, in, in, uh, during the match, MJF gets a microphone. Oh yeah, that's right. And, and there's like a pause in the match and he's like, dude, you have a kid. Look, Sammy, you're you you're having a kid. Way. You, need, you need this money. Lay down. <laughs> and Sammy says, okay, you're I'm right. Gonna do. I do. I need the money. He lays down. MJF goes to to cover him and he rolls him up into a yeah an almost three count yeah so I'm sorry before no, you got into no, the finish I, I wanted completely to forgot that. that that's a that was a a good spot uh, finish sees Darby Allen about to hit the coffin drop on Jungle Boy MJF grabs the title and puts it on Jungle Boy's chest so Darby does a coffin drop onto him but onto the belt. And then MJF grabs Darby in a side headlock takeover pin. Yeah. And retains. Um, speaking of professional wrestlers who are pregnant, mm-hmm. Alexa, Alexa Bliss, Bliss is, is also, also pregnant. As is Cam- Carmella. And Carmella, I think Carmella announced it a few weeks ago. She did. But so. it's like a virus going around right now. <laughs> it's like a parasite. Yeah. In, in, uh. <laughs> um, then we get our main event, co-main event. The main event. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Anarchy in the Arena. So we saw Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite. The first half of this match, I very much disliked. Because it's an Anarchy in the Arena match. They're all over the place. Uh, there was so much going on that the cameras didn't know where to be on who to focus on at any yes. given time. We, Everybody was off doing their own thing, and there wasn't like, okay, we're going to be over here just fighting for five minutes. While we're doing this, you guys go over here and you do your yeah. big spot. Like They weren't timing the, the spots. The camera stayed on Claudio carrying Matt Jackson out of the arena. Um. And we missed something else that happened that they then had to show us in a replay Mm -hmm. that would have been much more impressive to watch than seeing Claudio carry Matt. And they had, like, cut away from it. Like, right before it happened, they cut away. Like, we all could see the buildup to it. Right. Then they cut to Claudio carrying Matt, and it's like... Why would you do that? Eventually, they all got back to the ring. And once they got back to the ring... The match kind of picked up. Yeah. You end up with Blackpool Combat Club winning. And they win because a masked man comes in and attacks Kenny. Which Yuta then pins Kenny. And that masked man was Takeshita. Honestly... And I can't believe you skipped over the fact that Matt Jackson had a an exploding super kick. I but, was trying um, to skip over that fact. <laughs> Honestly, this is the first time I've seen Takeshita where he didn't look like he was completely lost. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not to say that he's not talented in the ring. He knows what he's doing in the ring. But he always, to me, he's always had this look on his face of... What's going on? What's going on? And this one, he had that like sly little smile of... Yeah. You know, look what I right. just did. It, it actually looked intimidating. So, since you mentioned it, Matt does an exploding super kick where the firework promo, uh, pyro from it looked better than the exploding death match. This actually worked, and yep. it looked kind of cool. It looked cool. Uh, that, that's why I'm like, come on, dude. You- then, <laughs> then he gets his shoe taken off and gets dropped on foot first onto thumbtacks. Which, ow. Right. Um, on Dynamite, Takeshita comes out with Callus. Callus cuts a promo basically saying that, you know, everybody overestimate, or underestimated Takeshita, that he's better than Okada. He's better than Ishii. He's better than Naito. He's better than uh, Ibushi. And he's better than Kenny Omega. And the crowd was not having it. (laughs) The crowd would not let him make... As opposed to the crowd during Trish Stratus segment on Monday Night Raw, where they're sitting there quietly and WWE had to pump in crowd noise. Yeah. The only heel in WWE right now that is getting some major reactions is Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. I want to let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio 
is the most over heel in the WWE at the moment. Moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty much the cover of the pay-per-views. <sighs> what else do we have? You know, I can't really think of anything. We we talked about the pregnancies, so those those are yep. the kind of the big announcements. There's not really anything else going on right now. Uh, on Dynamite, we had the announcement that CM Punk oh, yeah. is going to be... Wait, you didn't do that right. You, you have to imagine Michael with his eyes as wide open as possible, <laughs> not blinking, where he announces on June 17th at the premiere of Collision... In Chicago, CM Punk will be there. Tony Khan. I will have you know, because we counted it, there was at least five blinks in that segment. (laughs) Yes, we are literally counting counting. Tony's blinks. Tony Khan is one of the most (laughs) awkward people on a microphone. Yeah. You can tell that he is reading a teleprompter 1,000%. And... His delivery. Now, I say all that. That's not necessarily a dig. He is not a performer. Yeah. It's not his job to cut promos and all that kind of stuff. But good Lord, man. But but here's the thing. You know the announcement that you're going to make. You know that you are not great on camera. So... Do you wait and do it live in front of a teleprompter in front of the crowd on June 17th? It's a backstage. Collision. So yeah, it's backstage. So why not do it in your office? Takes. Do it. Do a couple of takes where you're just and, – and take the teleprompter away because you know what you're saying. Yeah. You know you that know you were saying June 17th, collision, CM Punk. Mm-hmm. June 17th, collision, CM Punk, Chicago. That's all you got to get across. All right. Now. All right. Say it. <laughs> okay, how do you like, feel about that? I don't know. I can't. All right, let's do another take. Yeah. Like, this is what I do for a living. I create videos in my job. And I create their, their training videos. I will sit in front of that camera sometimes. And I have a script. And sometimes I can go right off the script, no issue at all. Other times I start trying to read the script. And it's like, no, this isn't working. This isn't how I talk. So I have to, all right, these are the points I'm getting across. How do I get them across in the most effective way? Tony. Take an acting class. I'm available. I will, I will help. <laughs> I, I, I can help. I can help you. For, I, I can help you, Tony. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, CM Punk's going to be on Collision on June 17th because that's the, uh, the premiere of, of Collision in Chicago. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah, like, and, and that's that's I, I'm not excited about that at all. I I hope I don't know this isn't going to happen, but part of me hopes that enough people just go. I don't want to. There was a smattering, a smattering, not a smattering, a smattering of applause, and then it all very quickly turned to. Boost. Yeah, it started off kind of fifty fifty, and it towards the end of it, it ended up more seventy five twenty five of booze. Yeah. I think 
the vast majority of AEW's audience Mm -hmm. doesn't care about CM Punk anymore. The only way, honestly, that I think you could maybe save this, Punk has to come back as a heel. He can't come back as a face, even in Chicago. He has to come back as a heel. He has to shit all over Chicago. Because Chicago's going to pop when he comes out. Yeah. But he has to shit all over them. Um, And he has to become that heel, that unapologetic heel, and kind of try to make this a work, even though it wasn't. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Kind of make it a shoot, even though it, was a, it wasn't. Or yeah. It was a shoot. He has to turn it into a work. There we he's, go. He's got, to, he's got to shoot himself into a work. Yeah. So, otherwise, it's not going to work. He either has to do that or a, a minor option. He comes out on Chicago and apologizes. And I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't see think that he's capable of it. I don't think he's capable. Uh, yeah. So. And, and, yeah, what he needs to do if he to make this work is he's got to go full heel which mm-hmm. is not going to work completely. Right. He has lost fans because of his actions. Yeah. He could come uh, out and say, hey, everybody, you know, this is Phil speaking. Yeah. I need Kenny the Bucks to come out for a minute. They come out to the ring. He says, look, guys, I apologize for my part in all of this. You have Kenny and the Bucks apologize as well, even though they really, from everything that has come out, maybe they didn't act in the right way, but they are definitely not to blame, right? But you have them apologize, they shake hands, and then the EVPs leave. That would go a long way, I think, to repairing some of the damage. Mm -hmm. That is never going to happen. No. So it only leaves the... CM Punk mega heel option. Well, and, and I forget if this is, is something that you've said or if Brady who said it, but CM Punk's actions last year have really made a bunch of us question his telling of the story from WWE. Exactly. Because, and like I said, I don't remember if it was you that said that or if it was Brady or we whoever. talking about it. But, uh, WWE has never come out and said their side of the story. They haven't. They, they have remained extremely tight-lipped on what Yeah, happened. you know, and, and that's what you expect from a corporate entity, and and that's fine. We're never going to know WWE's side. We can. The only thing we can know there is we can know the objective truths of things. Yeah. He got a FedEx letter on his honeymoon Yeah. that said, you're fired. Whether WWE knew that he was on his honeymoon. Right. Is a whole other thing. Right. He got the letter. That's all we know. Yeah. Now, his actions, what led to his letter, what were his actions backstage at WWE? You know, I honestly even takes me to a point of questioning his side of things with Ryback. Yeah. You know, because CM Punk has said that, that, you know, Ryback is dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. Is he see him? Is he Phil? Right. Like, I, I don't know. I right. can't trust your side of things 
just because your, of how bad this turned out. Yeah, yeah, and you, your actions at that press conference mm-hmm. and following that press conference really put him in a bad light. Really tainted his legacy. And, yeah, like, if he had never come back to wrestling, he would have gone down as one of the greatest performers. Mm-hmm. And what if? Yep. Even coming back... All the way up to brawl out there. Mm. You, brawl. Ah. Nah. I that's a big thing on the internet, but I didn't do. I didn't come up with that. But ah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> if he would have just been an adult, instead, you know, it says worlds when you're calling your coworkers children, and you're acting like a spoiled child. I, I was going to use the word petulant, but petulant <laughs> works too. That says. That, that's novels worth yeah. of worth of information there. So he like, ru- I, in my eyes, CM Punk ruined his legacy, and CM Punk was one of my favorite wrestlers <laughs> of all time. I I don't care that CM Punk is coming back for Collision. I don't care. I I, I have no desire to see CM Punk. I am I am honestly tempted to not watch the premiere of Collision. Well, uh, here's what I'm hoping is I am hoping that Collision is going to be put on Max. At some point, I ima- well, at some point, I imagine all of it will show up on Max. Um, they AEW has got to get a streaming deal of some sort. It, they it, are getting murdered by the fact that you really can't watch their stuff unless you watch it live. TBS and TNT. You got to watch it on TV. Those are the TNT. only you have to have a you have to have a cable subscription or, yep. or satellite to watch TBS or TNT because they don't have a streaming. They don't have a deal like, with anybody, you know, and so you have to watch it live. Or if you have a a cable plan and that includes satellite, you can log in with your information and you can watch it on their website as right. a replay. That's but the you only have way to have a cable plan for that, and I don't have that. So, like with with WWE, you can watch that on Hulu the next day. Well, SmackDown, you have to wait like two days. Yeah, but that's um, because I don't. I actually, I have no idea why that's because Hulu WWE once again figure it out. Yeah, the uh, WWE pay per views you can watch as long as you're paying the four ninety nine a month mm-hmm. plan on Peacock. Um, AEW pay per views you got to drop fifty bucks. Now, granted, they have less pay-per-views, but still, I can pay $5 a month, which is 60 bucks, mm-hmm. and I can watch every WWE pay-per-view, all 12 of them, 13 in some cases. And or, not only that, not only do you get 12 current pay-per-views. I get all the old ones. You get all of WWE, all of WCW, and all I know when WCW it was... Ne- well. Yeah, I, I haven't looked since it's been gone to Peacock, but I know... On the network, you had all of ECW as well. I can also watch any old episodes of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all Nitro. of that stuff. Nitro. I can go back and watch any of that. Thunder. For, <laughs> for, right. For five bucks a month. $60 a year. Yeah. Or I can pay $50 a pay-per-view. Four times a year. Four to five pay-per-views a year. That's $250, $250 for just those pay-per-views. I don't get any of the old ones, and I can't go back and watch, like, the first episode of Dynamite. 
I can't go back and watch the first episode of Rampage. They gotta get something worked out. And and it's right there. They have the relationship with Warner Brothers Discovery. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers Discovery has two apps. They have the they have Max, Max app and they have Discovery Plus. Is Discovery Plus still a thing? I think so. Because I know a lot of that got rolled into Max. But I haven't seen on Max, I haven't seen like Animal Planet shows. Okay. Okay, I, I could be wrong. I, I'm I'm fully admitting I, I could be wrong. I don't have, I have the not, Discovery Plus app. I haven't I logged into it. I haven't opened up our Discovery Plus app since they did know, the Max. I just thing. know when HBO changed to Max, um, like a lot of the the TLC reality shows and they brought like TLC, they brought Discovery, they brought all that. But I I don't think they have the History Channel stuff. I, I I could be wrong. Like, welcome I, to streaming and wrestling, <laughs> the the podcast where we uh, kind of impinge on uh, silence your cell phones. Streaming and SmackDowns. Streaming sir. and SmackDowns. Okay, okay. <laughs> we got to get the alliteration in there. But yeah, no. Like, Warner Brothers, as much as they're killing content because they're trying to save money, that's a whole other thing. I don't want to go down that road because then we're going to be infringing on <laughs> our good friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus and, and, you know, silence your cell phones. But as much as they're killing content to save money, everybody wants live sports. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the, the biggest thing right now in streaming is live sports-related content. Yep. To the point that Amazon is interested in SmackDown. Right. In AEW, as you were saying, they don't have a streaming. They have got to get a streaming plan, and it needs to be Max. Yep. It needs to be Max. It's the only one that makes sense. Got to do something. And, Tony, you'll get more money if you throw the ROH catalog in there, too. For sure. It, 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 you know. So, anyway, I don't know. I think that that's, that's enough. I think that's it, really. Um, we'd like to thank McNarb Gaming, as always. Thanks, Cameron, the one true owner <laughs> of the, the place, uh, for allowing us to record over here. We'll, I guess we'll tell Greg thanks as yeah. well. He's the one who started allowing us, so we, we yeah, should, we should shout enough. out Greg. Fair enough. Thanks, Greg. Um, thanks, Cameron. If y'all need anything uh, nerd-related, geek-related, come over here to McNarb. They've got magic cards, Pokemon cards. Uh, they've got board games, miniatures. You know, you you got your friends. You want to get into, like, Warhammer or something like that? You can get that or get it ordered specifically what you want. You know, you got your D&D stuff. You, want, you got your, your, your Dragonborn Paladin ready to rock and roll. You got to need a mini. There's probably one over there. And then they've got all the paints and stuff like that to go with it. If those aren't your speed. You're a, you're a, a cardboard a hero. Look, man, they got magic cards. They got Pokemon. They're doing my hero, I believe. So any of those TCGs, come over here, get your fill, grab your stuff, go sit down at one of the mini tables that they have available, mm-hmm. break out the game, find somebody to play with you, and just enjoy. Absolutely. And while you're here in town, swing swing by Big Dog Liquor 
and get you something to drink. Maybe get you a bottle of this Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. It's a delicious. Good stuff. It's good stuff. Big Dog Liquor right here in Gaucher. They have all of the wine that you could want. And if you really like your wine, buy it by the case. He'll give you a discount. Are you a senior citizen? Get a discount. Are you military? You can get a discount. Are you a senior citizen who used to serve in the military? Hey, on Wednesdays, you can stack that discount. So swing over there. He's got a great selection. If he doesn't have it, he can look into ordering it for you and get you what it is that you want. Now that you've you've got your game on, you got your drink on, you've listened to us because obviously we are the premier podcast <laughs> from this area. Give our buddies at Travelers on the Omnibus a listen. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. Uh, they talk about a lot of this nerdy stuff that you could get at McNarb. Mm-hmm. Uh, their last episode, I believe, that's been published at least, was a 5th edition playthrough. Okay. Am I wrong on that one? I don't think so. I think that's I'm the last sure. one they posted. Uh, where they are playing D&D 5th edition. The granddaddy of all video games. Uh, of all, all games, video games. Of all tabletop games. <laughs> Um, but they've done top five lists on horror movie icons, music, uh, you name it. They have, yep. they have done that kind of stuff with. And if horror movies are your thing, one of the travelers, Jody, has his own podcast, Fearology, where he talks about his relationship with horror and the horror genre. He also releases, releases? He also releases some uh, experimental music and that kind of stuff. It's really cool. So give Fearology a listen. And then finally, if movies are your jam, not just horror, give our buddies at Silence Your Cell Phones a listen. They've got a podcast and a live show on YouTube uh, where they talk about current movies, bingeable stuff, uh, comparisons to, to in remakes, all that kind of fun stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, get your, get your cinemaphile going with that. And I suppose, with the plugs being done, the wrestling being <laughs> talked about, and the whiskey glasses being empty, we will see y'all next week. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.